Welcome to Live the Fuel. Welcome to Live Welcome the Fuel. To Live the Fuel. Focusing on health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. All right, good day and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another Live the Fuel show. So today I'm bringing on a gentleman from another time zone. Uh, we recently just aired an episode from a young lady who was actually in Germany. This gentleman is also linking up to us from Germany. So funny, small world. Uh, maybe I can get them connected after this episode. But let me give you guys a quick background on this gentleman here. So he actually tracked me down, I think, through our The Power of Podcasting, and he actually came across my podcast. I believe the one in his uh, original intro to me was he found episode 101, content marketing, getting customers, etc. So uh, but a little background on this gentleman is, you know, he helps businesses connect with their prospects, grow conversations. He's helping with strategic animated video marketing. Um, I think this is something crucial nowadays that people think YouTube has dropped off. Now it's making a comeback. Uh, we'll probably end up geeking out about this because whether we like it or not, video is here to stay. It's quite powerful and it's being used not just for marketing, but also for people for charity events and something of bigger picture athletics, uh, me being the adrenaline junkie, he's very good about that with his business, his model. But a little bit more about him real quick is he, his little story is this gentleman basically had to change his whole life from being a gambler in India to becoming an entrepreneur in Germany and then figuring out how to start helping businesses worldwide. So there's a lot more to this gentleman. I want to help bring him on the show here and help you guys learn more about him. So welcome to the show, our latest co-host, Rohan Kale. Thank you so much for having me, Scott. It's, it's a pleasure. It's an honor to have you, man. I mean, uh, <laughs> I love the whole gambler to entrepreneur. Uh, it's pretty crazy. I mean, literally last weekend, you know, I kind of hinted over the internet to you that I was just flying out of Vegas when the whole mass shooting happened and everything else. Yeah. So yeah. I was at a powerful annual event out there full of entrepreneurs looking to change your life and finding more purpose. And we were in this conference all day long, every day. So none of us had time to gamble. <laughs> <laughs> we were, we were too busy trying to grow ourselves, grow each other and, uh, and build a better future, which something is, looks like here that you pretty much clearly understand. Absolutely. I mean, it's 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 good uh, not to gamble, I would say. I mean, you can just for fun. If you have some money to just have fun, it's fine. But what I did was absolutely like, like a disaster because I gambled with the money in having, let's say, I just spent my savings, let's say, whatever I have saved it, in my IT That shop. happened in India? That happened in India, yes. Okay, because yes, immediately yes, yes. I... This is great for our listeners, guys. I mean, this is the Power Podcast. We're bringing people in from all different parts of the world. So for to help our listeners understand, I mean, uh, I'd say the largest part of my demographic of listeners is is obviously here in the USA. Mm -hmm. But I do have a lot of people doing downloads from Germany, England, and other countries as well. So in India, have you, have you been to the U.S.? I haven't, but next year I will definitely. Got to get you over here, man. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you need to come over to that Thrive Make Money Matter event that I went to. That was powerful. It'll be, it's right up your alley. It's massive growth. Uh, okay. wor World-class entrepreneurs are in there. So, But to your benefit and to our listeners, India, I mean, what is gambling like over there? I mean, is it ingrained in your culture? Is it a regular day of life type of thing? What is that all about? No, no, no. It's, it's, it's not like that. I mean, most of the society is the one who has a typical uh, job, job kind of mindset in their head. And that's how we are brought generally. I mean, sure, there are quite a bit of entrepreneurs coming up as well. But uh, for me personally, what happened was I was looking 
into shortcuts of having some quick money because I was really deeply unsatisfied with my job. And that's why I fell in this trap, I would say. Mm. More or less, I was introduced to someone who was like a like a broker or a bookie, you call them. And then then let's say shit went down. <laughs> sounds like it. That sounds yeah, like this could yeah. go out of control really, really quick. Uh, it, it did because it did because uh what started as fun just just went out of hand and I just as I said, I lost all my savings. I had to borrow money from my parents, which was a very, oh, very bad, bad thing to do because I, and and it was like a rock bottom. I couldn't even look into the uh, look into them their eyes, and I was like, "What the hell am I doing? Well, Where have I landed up?" Culturally, uh, and I don't care if it's India or the U.S. of A. or my original bloodline is from Ireland. I mean, there's a certain amount of, I guess, there's a self-respect factor that you just brought up here, right? That yeah impacts you, mm-hmm. not just personally but professionally. Your own self-image, your own self-worth, your own parents. I don't know about the, the culturally in your community, but. Uh, I'm guessing they didn't really enjoy you coming to them. And did it, did they, I mean, if you don't mind being that transparent, were they, I don't want to be so harsh about this, but I mean, I, I've upset my cousin, my parents over the years. Um, were they ashamed at all? I mean, I don't know. I mean, is that a thing that happens? I don't know. Did they expect this? Were they surprised? I don't know. Absolutely. I mean, they were absolutely surprised. It's, 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 it's not a normal thing for a 20 year old guy to come and say, Hey, I just lost, I don't know, 20,000 euros. Wow. I was like, they were like, what are you talking about? Because I was so ashamed and I couldn't control myself. I, I just broke down. I started crying and then my mom was shocked. My dad was shocked. Like what's going on here? It, mm. it took them time to digest this and it was not a good plight for me. Definitely not. But they saw that I was like deeply sorry about this and they said, you know what, fine. And I promised them that, okay, no matter what, I'll, I'll make sure to repay you. Just help me out this time and, and let's, let's help you rebuild. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. And, and I was, I'm, I would say I'm, I'm really, uh, uh, I have a lot of gratitude towards them because they actually got me out of a, a deep rabbit hole. And that's, I'm I'm lucky that my parents were able to do that, but I know for a fact that there are so many people who whose parents are not in this kind of financial situation. Very and, true. and what what would I or anyone else in that situation would have done? Like it's 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 not a good good uh, good thing for anyone to happen. No, I mean I, I could tell you that growing up, and I love my parents, but they we've never been a very well-off financial family. I mean, I grew up on a farm. You know, we were in a farming world, and it wasn't like a one of those types of farms that's being run by business standpoint. Like we just raised animals and he would sell them and, and that was it. And it was never a high dollar family lifestyle. And mm-hmm. so I never actually looked at my parents as a, I guess a financial backup plan or a, or a fail safe to fall back on. So mm-hmm. you have a very valid point there. Like I, over the years, I think maybe a couple of times here and there, like maybe my dad lent me $500 us or something like that. Right. But mm-hmm you know darn well that I was expected to pay that back right away. So <laughs> there, was, there was never Absolutely. any, like I, when I wanted my first automobile, uh, I had to buy my own car. Like there was no, oh, here you go. You're a great son. Here's a car. Like which yeah. happens a lot here in this country. And I'm like, uh, no, dude, I had to earn everything. Yeah. I paid yeah. my own way through university, um, which I, I think you can attest to as part of your story because it sounds like after your parents helped you kind of hit the reset switch, start rebuilding. Is that what triggered 
this whole interest in going to Germany to, because you found a new schooling program or how did that all going to connect up? So uh, what happened was I knew for a fact that, okay, I, so before all this gambling thing happened, I, I was an engineer and I had a, the job, although I was not really happy, it was one of the biggest IT companies and I was working there for one, one and a half years. So okay. uh, I, I, had, I had a decent experience, I would say. And then I knew for a fact that I wanted to go abroad somewhere um, and do my MBA because business was something I was always interested in. Hmm. Um, and then I started looking into options. US was not an option because it was way too expensive for, for me. And uh, I mean, uh, what went down with this gambling stuff, I couldn't, let's say, afford to pay anything or and take an education loan. And I couldn't then imagine spending so much more time repaying all these debts. True. So, so Germany was something uh, that came up. Uh, my ex-girlfriend that time, she was in Germany as well. So she she's also originally Indian and she came here a year before me. So that kind of lined up well. And uh, uh, the education here was good. There is a lot of good uh, automobile industry as well. Oh, yeah. So I, so I said, uh, yeah, it's going to be hard because I don't know the language. Mm-hmm. But uh, I have to I have to do this and I have to t- take this risk because uh, this is the only way out for me to to start my career and, and repay my debts and, and look at a new life altogether. And that's how I landed up here in Germany. Wow. So you uh, so you already had your engineering background. Clearly, IT company, that career helped you build that initial savings that eventually got wiped out due to that mm-hmm. unfortunate mm-hmm. life-changing, we'll call that an educational experience, right? Gambling. Yeah. Um, parents helped you bail out of that, luckily, which helped mm-hmm. you, I guess, get to Germany, right? Put this right, all together. Right. Uh-huh. And then th- your time in Germany, going for the MBA, and then eventually fast-forwarding to building a company, um, mm-hmm. that's what eventually helped you start paying your family back then? No, 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 oh. no. So uh, after 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 my uh, MBA, I, I I did it really good. I was really successful. I had good uh, good marks and good grades and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, working for Daimler then, which is one of the biggest automotive. Oh yeah, Daimler yeah. Daimler Chrysler. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. So I I worked there for three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how I uh, I was able to repay my debts. Wonderful. Within the first two years, two and a half years more or less, and. Uh, I, I realized during this time that, okay, now I'm, I'm done with this debt part so I can actually think about something that really is interesting to me because during these two and a half years, I realized that I wasn't that happy again <laughs> because uh, I, I realized that I'm not made for this corporate structure. Been there. Where you have, where you have lots of uh, uh, processes and systems and your ideas cannot be implemented because there is a lot of uh, decisions and politics and I don't know what not. And I, well, I actually, just, uh, one of my old mentors, you might, you might enjoy this. He's like, there's uh, the problem with the corporate world is there's two ways I'm going to explain it in reference to what you just said. You're trying to get things changed, change happening. You know, this will be effective. Okay. Yeah. Cause I was, I was an analyst with T-Mobile and T-Mobile is actually owned by Deutsche Telekom in Germany. Right. So okay, yeah. Yes. that was my last big, big corporate gig. Uh, okay. but I was, a I was, I started there as a coach, moved into a, a business analyst role and I worked on their methods and procedures team. Mm-hmm. So yeah, thought that was going to be creating change. Right. Uh, <laughs> and then you learn just like you're hinting at, there's so many steps and people in the way and, and, and choked up methodology. And it's like, you want me to analyze the data, work to improve the front end experiences of a company. I have the results. We as a team have put together powerful results with data to back it up. And then, well, maybe we'll get around to that next year. 
So, and then there's also the thing that other piece of it, which is if you're a motivated driven person, you're trying to work your way up in a company. And don't get me wrong, T-Mobile actually was a very forward-thinking company. They really tried to help people career path themselves. I was somebody who started as a regular call center employee working on the front lines, answering phones when I started that company. So uh, I worked my way up very aggressively. But one of my old mentors said, listen, whether it comes to procedures or whether it comes to personnel as far as advancing in a company, he's like, there's always some other somebody else's fat ass above your head. Yes. <laughs> that was his classic statement. I was like... I will never forget that. I, that was from God ten years ago, over to over ten years ago. Now it's eleven years ago. I heard that. I will never forget it. This is this is classic because uh, it, I think it will never change because everyone is uh, looking after their ass, so to say, and everyone wants to to have their decision and and their thing. Uh, let it be at the expense of others. So, so you just nailed it right. And uh, this is this is what I couldn't tolerate there because. I saw that I wasn't I wasn't going anywhere. I, there was no growth, and and I just wasn't happy. I was not in a good place again. Although I was earning good money, mm-hmm. I wasn't in a good place. And and then I realized I, I I used to come home, and it was just so annoying. Like getting up every morning was so painful, and I couldn't take it anymore. I just said, Wait, wait a minute, Rohan, are you trying to tell our listeners that? you might have realized that money doesn't bring happiness. <laughs> yes, that too. That's what I I'm mean, hearing I mean, right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, money is important. Don't get me wrong. It, but, is, it is, it is. But it doesn't give you all the happiness. And and uh, as soon I, I mean, how, how I can relate this is, as soon as I quit my job. So, so uh, just a little backstory. I started uh, looking into this business opportunity alongside my job because I just wanted to have something secure and didn't want to sure. just be on the road, so to say. And, and something a little bit safer than gambling as far as a side, <laughs> as far as building, building a side hustle, a yes. side hustle or side business. Yes. It's still a gamble. Let's uh-huh. be real, but yeah. probably a little more positive and creative than your other choice. So exactly. Yes. You can build a systems and processes around your business and, uh, get the get the uh, let's say inflow of revenue and leads and stuff like that coming in so so definitely yeah and uh, yeah i mean uh, i i started working with my business alongside my job uh, i started uh, i mean i had no no idea about online marketing or my, i mean i had idea about marketing but online marketing and i mean let's be honest whatever we learn mainly during our our education is something completely different from oh god the real world. it's all templated and it's yeah, yeah. based on the, it's based on the past. It's not based on the future. Absolutely. And I, and again, I appreciated my time in the university. I think you and I can agree that big picture schooling definitely helps you grow as a person. It helps mm-hmm. you realize you're capable of more. It does prove to somebody who's hiring you that yep. you are capable to commit to a program, follow the program, and succeed. Mm-hmm. Your GPA just tells me that you can learn. In my experience, right? right? As right. A, as now as an entrepreneur, I'm like, okay, great. You've proven that you can learn, and and you're probably a higher level learner than most. But mm-hmm. what's the, where's the real world application? Where is like to your point on the online marketing? Like as a marketer as well, I'm still learning day in and day out. It's Absolutely. not. It's that's we unfortunately, well, fortunately or unfortunately, we fortunately have unfortunately found a niche that is just we're never going to stop learning it's just it's never ending so absolutely 
Yeah. I, mean, I, I cannot agree more. I mean, the amount of innovation that goes on, the amount of small tricks and tips that you can do to, to, to take your business to next level, the, the amount of uh, uh, people you can connect with, learn from them. It's, it's just a whole different level of education real level real life education as compared to what we learn in our uh, degree i would say it's a whole different world i i cannot agree more definitely yeah did you uh, realize it was going to be this uh <laughs> i don't want to say it's overwhelming but i'll just say very as robust of a choice in life that you you started going down this little side hustle path you're like did you realize it was going to get this in depth or were you just excited uh, to have something going on the side and you were just seeing where it was going to go in the beginning, I was just excited that, okay, I, I just want to, my only goal in the beginning was to get out of my job and this, that's it, that's it. Yep. But then I realized that, holy shit, this is something completely different and you have to learn so many things. But then I said, you know what, <clears throat> I don't want to overwhelm myself. That's for sure. I, I take two or three things and then implement them and like uh, look at the next two or three, three things. Yeah. Otherwise, I, I, I mean, first I would say, Within uh, six months of starting my business, I was able to quit my job, which is pretty okay. I would that's say. pretty aggressive. I, yeah, yeah, that was aggressive. But uh, I mean, um, I let's say within six months, I got client which were able to help me, let's say, survive for next six or eight months. So I said, you know what, let's do it. Let's that do was going to be part of my question there is that because yeah. uh, there's lots of different ways to bring on clients, right? So some of our listeners might be fellow entrepreneurs and they're trying to figure this out just like myself and you. So mm -hmm. did you bring on uh, like retainer clients where it's like, hey, you yeah. want six months of services, you pay this and that's my retainer. Mm -hmm. How are you doing that to help you justify like, wait a minute, I have enough money coming in mm -hmm. contractually mm -hmm. in the next six months that mm -hmm. I'm just going to rip the lid off and I'm going yeah. for it. Like, how right. did you figure that out? That uh, So this is a pretty cool thing. Uh, when you start, you don't have any credibility and, and no one trusts you, let's true, say. So true. I, I just started working for free. Okay. And as, as in free as in, uh, I just, so uh, just to give you an idea. So the animation videos that we sell, uh, they are like complete custom made videos mm -hmm. and they cost, I don't know, anywhere around five, $6,000 for a 60 second video. Let's say. More you, is that US dollars or? US dollars. Okay. US dollars. okay. Just to give you a rough uh, idea. But when I started, uh, I just said to them, okay, this is the cost of, of my product or, or the service that I'm selling. Uh, what I'm going to be uh, willing to do is give you the uh, uh, service at cost. Just give me a good testimonial and a reference if you were happy with it. There you go. Build your database, and, build your references. Yeah, exactly. And pe people were uh, happy to do that. They said, you know what? Fine, I can do that. And then uh, as soon as I'd had uh, three to four, uh, uh, let's say, testimonials and stuff like that, I played on those testimonials and uh, I then started offering services for a little bit more profit uh, than, than my full, full services, so to say. Uh, and then I got more referrals. So, so uh, for these referrals, for every referral, I took two referrals, let's say. Okay. And then I, I sold them for, for uh, let's say, my services at full, full cost. Because they were referrals, they kind of trusted the service sure. and, and the, 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 the people who referred See, me. So, the so the that's beauty of what it. you're talking about here is this is this brings us back to the simplicity of business. Like if you uh -huh. you trace this back to, oh gosh, pre-technology. I mean, we're talking about industrial area. Go back even further. Here in the U.S., uh -huh. we can go back to the colonial times. Um, <laughs> I don't care how far you want to go back. I mean, things were based on bartering, yeah. word of mouth, mm -hmm. and, you know, 
person to person communication. Like there, I mean, this is before email campaigns and, and, uh, content marketing and all this other stuff we got on the internet. It's like what you did was, Hey man, I need a reputation. Yeah. I got to build one. Let me sacrifice some of my time because this is still a side hustle, right? I haven't taken it full time yet. So great. Let's take some of that time to build the relationships, build yep. the database, build the network, get at least a few people saying, man, this guy's actually got some skills. I like how he does it. Look what he did for me. You guys need to check him out. And Absolutely. This, there's, I'm not hearing anything about sales funnels, content marketing, email marketing campaigns. I haven't <laughs> heard, we haven't even started talking about marketing at all yet. You're going, this is the beauty of old fashioned business to business relationship building, right? ergo marketing, right? Mm -hmm. So very intriguing, man. That's pretty cool. I, I mean, in the beginning, you, when you don't have money, when you're bootstrapping, this is the way to go. And as soon as you get some money, you build a nice website, put some stuff in that. Uh, let's say it's a step-by-step -step thing always. So first, I mean, I, I'm still doing a lot of stuff in my business. I don't say my business is completely automated yet. No, hell no. I would love to do that. But uh, I'm everything or every step that I take in my business every day is working towards that automation goal so I can work more on the business rather than in it. Well, you can't, I, it, it, I'm glad you're bringing up this piece because actually this is a great example for people in life. This doesn't, isn't just business. I mean, to our listeners here, I mean, yeah, we're heavy on the business demographic of this show right now. Um, but this applies to your health and your lifestyle too. It, you know, I'm very big about time freedom, okay? It's one of my my, my trifecta, right? There, I call it, you know, location freedom, time freedom, financial freedom, those three. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. one thing about financial freedom, as far as financials, I can always make more money. Yeah. Location freedom, I can always move, pick another location. Time freedom, once the time is spent, I can't get that back. Yeah. So everybody right now at the higher level is heavily promoting what you're hinting at, which is finding ways to automate things in your life. And I've implemented a lot of automation into certain methods and procedures of my business or my podcast or whatever else. But yet to your point, I still have a lot of manual processes because you can't implement automation until you've seen some of your processes fail or create mistakes or generate opportunities to improve them. Everybody wants to rush right to automation, but if you automate something that hasn't been fully tested and mm -hmm. something crashes and burns during that automation process, oh my yeah. God, you're gonna have even worse problems. <laughs> Absolutely, I cannot agree more. I mean, I, I was I was the one, I kind of started doing it a very at a very early stage, although I wasn't, so to say, completely financial stable with my business. So I did burn down quite a bunch of money, I must say. I mean, I, I just hired some uh, telemarketer guys, oh, trying yeah. to call, call people and stuff like that. Then I hired a marketing agency that didn't go that well. So so I, again, I bought some software. So, so I did fall into quite a lot of this, uh, uh, I would say, uh, pitfalls where, where, uh, where, where things didn't go out or the way I, I thought they would. Mm -hmm. But I think that's a part of the learning. And uh, now I know that if, if I see something, I just don't say, oh, okay, let me buy this. Let me spend more money. No, I, I just completely test it. I, I just test the shit out of it, so to say. And then only if I really think that this is something useful, I, I buy it. That's good. Yeah. And, and this applies though. I tell people all the time too, like, how do you know, for example, like I'm, I'm a huge CrossFit guy. I don't know if CrossFit's over in Germany where you're at, but form of fitness, training, et cetera. But yeah. like some people aren't into that. That's mm -hmm. fine. 
Um, but I tell people is like anything in life, you can't knock it till you try it. So whether we're talking about yoga or CrossFit or skiing or yesterday, my skydiving, right? Like I tell you all the time, like, I mean, unless you blatantly are afraid of skydiving, you can't knock that till you try it. And then once you've done it, it's just at a whole different level. I've been skydiving since on and off since 2006, since my first jump. So it's been 11 years of me just randomly throwing a skydive in here and there. Like I'm not a professional. I just like, when I get bored, I'm like, you know what? I think we should go skydiving. (laughs) But my first jump, 2006, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. (laughs) So we don't know. Like these are great life lessons, whether it be business or health. Like people are like, oh, well, everybody's talking about paleolithic dieting, right? So it's like, okay, or I should say lifestyle. I don't like the word diet. Uh I'm like, okay, well, if you've never tried to even look at what you're eating compared to what a paleolithic lifestyle, for example, is, how do you know if that's going to work or not? Like at at least take the time to analyze and assess where you are at today, Mm -hmm. then take that and cross-reference that with another lifestyle design, Mm -hmm. and then say, okay, well, what if? What if I try and implement a couple of those things? I tell people this all the time in my health coaching because I'm a fitness junkie. And it's Mm -hmm. like, guys, like, you can't knock something until you've tried it. And by the way, that doesn't mean you try it for a week. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like no, it, you and I are talking about things that you have to implement over time and you can't really truly measure or assess clear results until you've had a good period of time. I tell people all the time, like if you're looking for a good body transformation, right? Lifestyle wise, you need at least, well, I'm going to say, Solid results, 16 weeks, four months, right? Right. But I could, right. I, could, I could show you great results in the first 30 days, but they're not sustainable yet. Mm-hmm. You, need to, you need to let your body adapt and reprogram itself. So just like, you, just like you and your business, right? You could apply that to your marketing, right? Like if you're going to implement a new protocol before you, before you reach the point of automation, you need to try it, implement it, see if it's sustainable, see if it actually brings positive results and feedback from maybe your clients because you definitely don't want negative feedback. I mean, can you right. talk? Can you talk to some of that as well? Uh, sure. I mean, uh, what happened to me in terms of negative feedback? I would say, uh, I realized that I was uh, very at, at the very beginning. I, I delegated quite a lot of stuff, without, uh, let's say, taking into consideration the mindset of the person who's working for me. Mm. And I just said, okay, you handle it yourself. And then, then. A client kind of complained, uh, saying that, Rohan, the communication is kind of not good. And then I said, Rohan, you're exactly doing what your boss did in your job. So that was like a, that was like a big ring in my head, like, oh, Rohan, no, 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 this is not how it should be. So hmm. my next step was just write down each and every process, like the minute details, whatever they are, and then give it to the employee, uh, assist her uh, alongside the client for at least a month that is what i did and then now she's really comfortable and I, it's like a hands-off thing for me the only thing i have to do is let's say my client calls and now she takes care of the entire rest of the communication so so as i said now i'm really big on systems and processes mm-hmm. but again this is this is a complete uh, uh, learning that you you get you you mess it up quite a few times but then you always figure out a way it's like uh yeah the, the, the what, what you're talking about here is not rocket science, right? Like, yeah. it's, it's like, guys, like we, you don't need to be a PhD or, you know, whatever. Yep. Like what you're, what you're hinting at here is this, you, you, you handed off something, 
before you fully, number one, assess what was going on and also assess the person that you were delegating to. Mm-hmm. And I learned, I had to learn that years ago. They got, when I was, actually, when I started moving my way up in T-Mobile, they got rid of our managerial titles and they spent, they sent us for two weeks down to Tennessee, to Nashville, Tennessee, Tennessee here in the US of A. And managers from all over the country at all the call centers were all shipped in. They stripped us of management titles and they turned us into coaches. And they said, one of the biggest things that we have studied through a consulting company they brought in was in a, in a company of that magnitude, you have call centers that are 300, 600 people in each site. So you have people working different time shifts. They have different lifestyles, different upbringings, different vernacular, different speaking styles, different ethnicities. So it's like, you can't manage, like I used to manage 20, 30 person teams. You can't manage all 20 per people the same exact way. You have to adapt. And to be a true leader, you need to be listening to them, understanding their lifestyle. It doesn't mean you let them walk all over you. You're still in charge. But are you helping them truly adapt to the job at hand and help help adapting the training and the skill sets as a coach to that person? Because that person's going to learn a little bit differently than the other. Like, for example, the VAC, the VAC method, right? Visual, auditory, kinesthetic. Everybody's got three different styles of learning. Some usually are stronger in one area or another. This totally ties into video marketing, right? I tell people all the time, like video does cover auditory and uh, and visual, uh, mm-hmm. but depending on how you design the video, for example, professional fitness trainers, mm-hmm. if they're building the video in a demonstrative way, you're actually interacting in a kinesthetic way because you're helping that person do exactly what you're doing on the video. So now right. you're also, with video, able to tap into all three of those learning styles. Mm-hmm. But back to my original point is you need to test these things. You need to try them and you have to adapt to the people at hand. Delegating is wonderful to give you your time freedom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But to your point, if you didn't test out that person's personality traits and who they are, yeah. mm-hmm. maybe I shouldn't have given that person that task. That task might've been better for that person. And mm-hmm. maybe I can give that person something different. Right. Have you had to learn that too? Like, Hey, you know what? I can't delegate the same stuff to the same person. There, there's you got to play to people's strengths. Uh, I would say what I realized is uh, I have to take responsibility for everything that's going around. And if when you when I realized that when I had that kind of uh, mind shift change, where I actually when there was something going wrong, instead of looking at an employee and saying, "Okay, you messed up," I said, "What could I have done better?" to improve that kind of communication. And I think that kind of uh, that kind of took me to the next level where I was actually able to communicate, taking into consideration the, the employee mindset, as you mentioned. And I, the, the communication was, got so better because I, I, I don't know, um, call it an ego thing, call it you being the boss thing or whatever. Uh, it just, the, the walls just collapsed and we were talking on a very human level and they appreciated that gesture from my side. And I felt the difference. I, I felt the genuineness coming out from there. And, and, but, and did you feel different when you felt, isn't this powerful, right? Like yeah, yeah. we're human beings working with other yeah. human beings. Yeah. Yeah. Where did we get lost and start yeah. becoming more robotic? Like if we want yeah. robots, go hire robots. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, uh, I'm, 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 really thankful because within first two years i got all these lessons and and uh 
this is what is a beautiful thing about uh, entrepreneurship i would say it it helps train you in in such a pleasant way that you grow in in a whole different direction as let's say you could never grow this way if you were in a job for example because there you are like a robot more or less but being an entrepreneur it's like you have to develop everything by yourself everything or whatever you do is your responsibility mm-hmm. you are responsible for your success you are responsible for your failure unlike your job you're going to get paid your monthly salary no matter what but here it's it's a question of uh, let's say paying your bills for the next month or not so so it it builds you up in a, such a beautiful way and and I'm I'm really thankful for this life to be honest did, did you ever read the book um or listen to it cuz I obviously I'm a huge auditory book fan uh mm-hmm. the uh the E-Myth Revisited no uh-uh. okay. E-Myth Revisited is a very we get, we throw it around here a lot anyway but it's a great book on um how do I sum it up well, e-myth as an E as in entrepreneurship. Everybody mm-hmm. thinks entrepreneurship on the outside, a lot of us glorify it. And yeah. I'll admit it, I'm still figuring it out, right? Because I was a corporate guy for years and I, w- I was an employee for years. Now they're like, oh, you're on your own. Um, yeah. The e-myth revisited kind of hints on the fact like one of the best chapters I enjoyed in that book was what you just hinted at. When you first start off, you're wearing all the hats, mm-hmm. right? It's all you. Until you have built up enough, maybe it's income, maybe it's enough experience to realize what it is I need to delegate. And in the in the book, they had a case study where there was two guys founded a company together, mm-hmm. and they and the, and the one thing that they needed to do, if you're following E Myth Revisited, is we need to list all the hats that we have to wear. Yeah. Uh-huh. Then. Not just list them all out and say, great, we're all doing this. Well, in the beginning, what they did was they just took the list, split it down the middle, and said, great, you take half of those hats, I take the other half of those hats, and let's go. And (laughs) what they didn't realize was, back to playing to people's strengths, Mm -hmm. is some of the tasks were actually, number one, more robust, more involved than others. So they didn't even look at it from a time management. They just said, here's a list. Let's say it's 25 hats. Or sorry, let's go with 30 hats. You take 15, I take 15. Then they realized, wait a minute, five of the first 15 take twice as long to deal with and vice versa. So there was a time management issue. One of the guys started getting overtaxed in in exhaustion more than the other. Then they also realized, wait a minute, are we playing to our strengths? So like some of those hats actually would have been more beneficial being run by the other guy versus the other guy. And so these are just all great examples of how to... Assess where you're starting, where you're beginning with, like you just hinted at, right? When you start yeah. the company, all the hats are on you. But what do you even do? You even know all the hats? L- list them out, and right. because a lot of people need that wake up call, it's like, oh yeah. For example, me, <laughs> I my my introduction to entrepreneurship was switching over into I my my one big client. I moved her into a uh, a ten here. It's called ten ninety nine. Our tax mm-hmm. codes. But anyway, okay. I, I didn't, I'm not your employee, right? I'm your, I'm a contractor. I'm a consultant. So traditionally here in the U.S., if you're an employee, they take all your governmental taxes out for you. All your taxes are being paid and funneled for you. So you never have to worry about, oh, did I pay my taxes this year? As okay. a, as an entrepreneur or as a contractor, I didn't realize, oh, I should be setting aside a percentage, the, the tax percentages of that income and then paying them 
pre prepaying them every quarter. That's like a mm. best practice here. Like, hey, every quarter, send a check into the government. Say, hey, mm. here's what I made the first quarter. Here's your percentage. Boom. We'll figure it all out at the end of the year with my accountant. But mm-hmm. I don't. I wasn't doing that. So mm-hmm. I'd wait till the end of the year and then give all my stuff to my tax accountant. And then it's like, oh, you still owe all of this. And it was like, holy heart attack. <laughs> I was like, uh, I owe thousands of dollars. Where am I going to get this from? So then you then you go on a, on a payment plan because uh-huh. you don't so you don't go to jail and, oh, wow. and it's like okay so for the next few months my now my now current year's income in the first quarter of the new year I'm now having to take a chunk of that money and pay back the taxes so it's like it was a huge mistake but it's like I didn't know that I didn't put on my my tax responsibility hat right like I didn't I I didn't do the re- I was just so excited to start contracting and taking on contracts and and making money, I wasn't tracking the income. I wasn't tracking the taxes. And I don't know how you guys do it in Germany. I mean, is there a similarity there? Or do you actually have some responsibilities as a citizen to the government? So uh, generally, uh, every I mean, I at least have an accountant, and he takes care of the accounts every month. There you go. And yeah, and uh, every month, whatever taxes you have to pay or or whatever taxes done you get it's it's done on a monthly basis so but you didn't start that way i didn't start that way ah. i did it <laughs> i so what happened was uh, that's a that's a good thing i mean within six months of my business i realized that there is a lot of paperwork happening and i knew from a fact because i had read this thing what you mentioned that uh, there are people who just don't care about their uh, uh, business, uh, let's say taxes or tax filing for, no. for first <laughs> one year, and they have this bunch load of paperwork, and and they are completely lost. And I just said, you know what? Let me at least go and consult someone. Mm-hmm. And then this consultant was a pretty cool guy. He he explained me how it works, and I said, you know what? Let's get started. I don't care. I mean. Another another great entrepreneurial lesson you're sharing right now is that, and actually this doesn't even, again, this does not apply to business. This applies across the board. It's like, guys, like if you don't know somebody or something, Mm -hmm. think about who you know in your inner circle that does maybe know that. And why don't you just suck up a little vulnerability and go ask for help and say, hey, could you tell me more about that? Because I don't have yeah. a clue. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, you are not supposed to know everything. Like, but that's where your your uh, willingness to learn comes into picture. I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, if you can delegate all this tasks, fine. If you have, if if you can free up your time um, by hiring someone, fine, do it. I would say. Yeah. So this is how you get started. It's 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 always let's say a step by step process. But you have to have this mindset where you are willing to learn a lot and and that's where you can actually let's say go to the next level in your life and your business your lifestyle whatever it is yeah i mean well it's it's interesting because like for you i'm actually going to connect the dots on a couple of things you've already brought up here uh but basically in, in your bio in the beginning you had hinted you're up to a team of 15 now right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then just a few minutes ago you hinted about how you realized you know when you start actually talking to and with your employees or your team or your contractors, or your VAs, if you're using virtual assistants. Like, I, I got a couple of VAs. They're not my employees, but I still want to communicate with them. Like, we're just basic yeah. human beings. Like, mm-hmm. I, I outsourced the editing for this podcast show. I got a guy in Bosnia that I outsourced to. The guy doesn't even speak English. I've never had yeah. a conversation with him. It's all electronic. 
Uh It works. I'm always saying thank you and I I appreciate your help and, you know, good human communication. Absolutely. Uh, But there's no way that you would have been able to build to a 15 person team in a sustainable and positive way if you hadn't started paying attention to that human to human communication. That's what I'm getting from you as well. Because when you had that epiphany and you realized it, that was earlier on, right? Like you didn't have the full 15 yet. No, 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 no. I, okay. I mean, it, it, it was always a gradual process. So uh, I started with one. I mean, that was like a, on, a, on a contractor basis because I, I didn't know the business. I have to be honest. I learned marketing because uh, I knew I could learn it very fast. Uh, being in the sales and marketing realm for, for, during my uh, job career. With Daimler, but then right? I, Sorry? That, was that with Daimler? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. And then uh, with with uh, with my let's say employee, I I knew that I didn't know anything about animation, so I had to learn the basics by myself. And then I said, uh, let me hire someone. I'm I'm willing to pay, and I'm willing to learn from this person. And this is how I got started, because I didn't know. And the best the best way is to pay someone to teach you stuff. So mm-hmm. this is how we started. So that employee was let's say my my mentor as well as my employee. I don't know. It was maybe a weird kind of relationship, but it worked out well. Why not? No, I love these <laughs> points on learning and paying attention. Yeah. Like we, again, we don't know everything, right? For example, like yeah. I was poking around uh, this morning before we got on the show here. And I'm going to screen share right now. And I'm uh, I'm currently for our listeners guys again, check them out at RKL or Kale, K A E, sorry, R K a L E dot com. Very simple. R com. And it'll be in the show notes on the blog article and everything else. But anyway, um, I love this one page on your site because you, you talk a little bit about features and services and things of that nature, but you, 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 you define like, for example, features and benefits of video. Mm-hmm. So when you first started dumping into sales and marketing a Daimler, but, and then you started creating the side business, you didn't even all the way understand how to even define where you, what, what you have defined here for us today, right? Like this, this no. is all where you're at today. Yeah. I mean, how long ago did you build out this page of content, for example? Uh, I, I have to be honest. I, uh, what I learned early in the business is, uh, I mean, so uh, I, I had this online course, which I took and very early in that, in that course, uh, they just said that you have to go and talk to the customers not in the way of what you are doing, but how they are benefiting. Mm-hmm. So that was a very early lesson in marketing, which I which I had ingrained in my head. So every time, whatever I write or whatever I wrote on my website or my landing pages, my advertisements, I don't know what not. It's every time depending or, or the only thing I know is to talk to the benefits of the customer or the prospects. And, and that's how I, I just came up with this idea. So what, what's, what's the most ideal thing that your prospect needs? How am I going to benefit from video? Mm-hmm. What are the other are statistics? What are the kind of conversions, convergence that I can expect? And just, just I had this framework and then I just put it step by step. And that's, that's how I, I built up this page, I would say. And for listeners, guys, because again, we're doing a screen share right now for the YouTube feed, but I'm literally on his page. And the very first piece of the page that we're on for the features page is, you know, why video? And he talks about, you know, video is freaking awesome and here's why. So he's, he, and then the next section here is, you know, awesome, right? Well, here's some more sexy numbers to reinforce it. So I love your one point here, which I haven't checked these numbers, but they actually seem very, very accurate to me. But our brain processes videos 60,000 times faster than text. So 
I can totally back that up, not on the numbers, but just watch what the companies are doing these days, right? So Instagram, they when they first launched a video capability, it was only 10 seconds, was it? And then they moved out to 20, and now they got it up to uh, it's a full what? minute? It's a minute, yes. Full minute, right? Mm -hmm. This is before... I believe Facebook even bought them. And then, yep. uh, oh, Facebook buys Instagram, right? And then, oh, by the way, then all of a sudden you start noticing that Facebook live videos are a big deal. And ah. then, oh, darn, Facebook realizes that video is so powerful. They start changing their algorithms. So if you launch a Facebook live post, that's going to outrank everything else in the news feed. So here's your, yeah. we're giving you guys some free marketing one-on-one stuff right now. <laughs> you uh, um, Just an addition to this, uh, LinkedIn. Dude, LinkedIn is so big right now, I cannot even tell you. The amount of organic reach that you can get love just, LinkedIn. By just by posting on LinkedIn, it's, it's incredible. And now they have introduced the video feature. Unfortunately, it's still not here in Germany. I'm waiting so badly for that. I have it. Uh, <laughs> lucky you. <laughs> but... <laughs> But the organic reach that you are getting from LinkedIn just by posting, it's incredible. I mean, I have, have uh, just written, let's say, a 1,300 character post and um, had easily reached, I don't know, 15, 20, 25,000 people organically by that. On it's LinkedIn? Incredible. Yeah, on LinkedIn. And I get so wow. many friend requests every day. It's, it's incredible. It's just crazy. Well, it's interesting. So I'm going to bring up my LinkedIn page because I think – I know for a fact I posted, like for example, today or yesterday, I, I, I uploaded my skydiving video. So I paid to have them do, because I can't bring my own gear with them. So I have to pay uh -huh. to have them use their GoPros and they uh -huh. do a video and then I get it. And I'm like, ah, I would totally rework that content because it's not great. But yeah. in the end, I'm not you. So I was like, I'm just going to take the video they gave me. They have some nice graphics and I'm just going to put it on my YouTube channel because any uh -huh. video, uh, pardon this term, any video is better than no video. I don't. I know that's probably nothing you want to hear. <laughs> um, but I'm like, hey, how often do I put a skydiving video on my YouTube feed? Not very often, right? So uh -huh. let's throw let's throw up something new and fresh. And that's how I looked at it. So, um, and I know for a fact the other day I posted a video up on LinkedIn. I don't know if it was skydiving related, but um, yes, you are correct. We can now actually do video on LinkedIn. And to this day, though, I still I still tell people do not. LinkedIn and then, yeah, actually I gotta pause this. Darn it, that's just that's the uh, the YouTube linked. Um, yeah, uh, my skydiving video, and then prior to that, here we go. I actually did post a a video that I recorded on my iPhone, and then I put that on YouTube, and I put that because I'm doing some fundraising for a uh, a genetic disorder called cystic fibrosis right now, okay. and so I put a video on LinkedIn there because you know, fundraising and the professional world of LinkedIn totally is cohesive. So, mm -hmm. uh, but the point is like, yeah, great. Now I can, I mean, you've always been able to link YouTube video. That's fine. But what you're yeah. talking about is actually posting a raw video file yes. into your post. So, yes. yeah. So that's something newer. Um, yeah. So, uh, I think if you, if you, uh, if you start your mobile, uh, on on your mobile, I think it's it's definitely there in US. You can actually record a live video, like Facebook Live. They have LinkedIn Live as well. Uh, with, with, I'm with gonna the, bring that up uh, while you're saying this, actually. So yeah. let me actually stop sharing here. And with the, but keep with going because I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because uh, what what's the the problem with uh, let's say posting links from other platform is uh, you do not get as many organic reach as you can normally get because LinkedIn or Facebook, let's say they don't want the 
outsider links they want you to keep on their platform. Right. I mean, so, let's be real. They'll still it'll still help that you have YouTube stuff in there, but you are correct. I, I'm doing both. I'm doing if I have the like for example, the one cool thing people don't here's a tip. Let's here's a tip, guys. If you're doing a Facebook live video and you're looking to gain content in your YouTube channel, before you hit post on your Facebook live video, because as soon as you finish it, it's gonna ask you to post it in HD and all that. And if you wanna make any editing, and then it's like a little tiny download arrow box. Download it to your hard drive on your smartphone if that's what you're videoing from because then it'll still pass through and you can still finish posting. But now you've got the actual video on your phone and now you can then take that and put it on YouTube as well. So you're multi-purposing your content. That way, you don't, that way you're making Facebook happy with their because that way they control their Facebook live videos. Yeah, And then it's like you don't <laughs> lose that video. Right. Because then you got to figure out how to extract a video from Facebook and then get that content into YouTube. And so that's been my little tip that I, I share with people. I cannot agree more. I mean, the power of repurposing your content across all platforms is amazing. I mean, just to add to what you said, you can actually, if, if there is some, uh, like this Facebook Live video which you said, you can actually, uh, uh, there's a site called rev.com ref.com so you can actually have the transcription of all that and you can create a blog post from that video oh it'll actually basically scan or listen to your video and then and then yeah. spit out a, a transcript right. oh. yes exactly you how can accurate hire... is it do you feel it's pretty accurate it is very accurate oh. you can just tell them i don't want this ooms and ahs and whatever and and they they give you a transcript you can of course, you have to clean the, 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 let's say, content a bit, but then you have a, let's say, full-on blog post written for you. See, that's, that's amazing. Smart. Yeah. Because yeah. admittedly, I don't have the time to blog. <laughs> yeah. So no, my, I, mean, I, I put a, blog, a regular traditional blog post up like once every three, four months lately. Mm -hmm. But obviously, the podcast is blog content. So for the podcast section of my blog, that's going out twice, boom, every every yeah. week. So, Absolutely. Uh, but I still then uh, see. I don't write a full paragraph style blog for those. I do time stamped segments out of the episode, but that still requires myself or a VA to listen to the episode and right. then pick out all the little tags that I want to time stamp. Uh, but again, there's services like this, as you're saying. I'm sharing it right now on on Rev.com. They you can pay them and do a transcription, and actually the pricing is not that crazy. Yeah, I oh. mean, uh, video journalist five minutes, so five dollars is not bad, I think. No, no, I mean, yeah. if especially for video. Now, for a podcast, I'm like, I'm not dropping was a dollar per screen. Yeah, I mean, I have I have thirty to sixty minute podcasts, so yeah. that's that would start adding up very very quickly. Sure, um, I would rather bring on like a college intern and mm -hmm. and they help them grow their experience by helping do blogging and stuff for the podcast, which is something that I've been meaning to do. I just haven't had the time to do that either <laughs> sure sure i mean these these small things add up a lot and the more you are you're seen on each and every platform um the more uh authority you have mm -hmm. so so it always uh, i mean no content is less i would say be on every platform just don't one, one tip here is not to post the same content across all the platforms you True. can just let's just have a timetable where you can just let's say on monday you post on linkedin tuesday on facebook uh, i don't know thursday on uh cura i don't know what not so you can do these things yeah i mean some people they do blast everything at the same time on all channels some people stagger it uh, yeah. like you're saying they could spread it out other people then will chunk it 
uh, meaning mm-hmm. that maybe you don't want to post the entire video. Maybe you want to edit it and chunk out little segments. It all depends right. on what it is you're trying to do with your brand or if you're, if it's charity work or whatever it is you're trying to do. I agree with you on that. Um, LinkedIn's always been an interesting uh, ch- uh, platform for me because I don't call it social media. They have been well welcoming in um, newer features like you've hinted at that are very similar to Facebook and other platforms because they're so viral. But I've been on LinkedIn since it was founded. So I've been on there a long time. And I've always explained it to people. I'm like, dude, it's not technically a social media. It's a professional's networking platform. Um, and I, I'm always coaching people. I'm like, I don't hold anything back. I stick everything on there. I don't care. Yeah. Like some people, they just put their professional resume. And I'm like, no. if you put your professional no. resume, you're limiting your brand growth as a person and as a professional. Yes. People yes, yes, want to yes. know about you. Absolutely. I cannot agree more. The The amount of, uh, let's say, personalization posts that people have or, or the company culture post or how a particular person or a CEO handle their uh, uh, company in 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 crisis. I mean, these are a lot of stories that are that are coming up and that are ge- uh, getting a lot of traction and going viral. So so I would suggest anyone, if you are an employee, if you if you want to do good for your company, start posting on LinkedIn. If you are a CEO or or a founder, a startup, start posting on LinkedIn. Put put yourself out there. Be vulnerable. Just. The more you show yourself as a person, as a real person, and not just like a corporate guy or a girl, uh, the the more people feel connected, and and your story gets out there, and and you you just see the difference. The amount of connection requests you will get, the amount of business you will get, it, it's it's just crazy. It just is a is a, a exponential thing that will happen. So all right, so just we'll we'll pop off the LinkedIn target right here, but let's just actually real quick. Real fast, what are your top three little uh, LinkedIn hacks that you have then? Besides, you carry, I mean, you could sum up what you already said too, but what do you, what do you got? Yeah. There's a lot of people out there trying to grow themselves, maybe get a new job, maybe maybe yeah. become more entrepreneurial. Like, What would you suggest? Uh, first, put your personal stories out there, how you handle a particular situation, how you, how you build up your company culture if you're an entrepreneur, how you handled a particular difficult client, for example stories like this mm-hmm. they are getting a lot of traction second try to let's say not have like a email uh, let's say a message blast uh, to to your connections just try to be more personal just just be genuine like like a thought to, like a thought of the day yeah in, as far as a post you're saying or no uh, so for example if if we connected on linkedin today we did i mean uh, but yeah if if you and me connected on linkedin today sure. just be genuine and just let's say provide them value like for example hey, uh, hey uh, scott nice to meet you if you if you want uh, any kind of connections uh, i i mean if you have any kind of questions related to i don't know whatever or if you want me to connect to any any person in my network mm-hmm. just feel free just be have a like a normal dialogue like yeah don't don't be a robot and just start like friending like faithful people who just blindly friend people on facebook or people who yeah. just try and link to people on linkedin i'm like mm-hmm. i could tell first of all they give you the option on linkedin to add a note when you send yeah. a linked request so just add something personal saying hey i noticed we yeah. have like 
literally 35 to 50 mutual connections, man, let's connect up. Or in your right. case, I think I might've sent this morning, like, Hey man, like looking forward to chatting with you in a couple of hours. Yeah. Um, right. because I went online and I realized like, we're about to chat on a podcast and you <laughs> and I haven't connected on any platforms. And yeah. then I was like, well, while I'm at, let me go ahead and tweet them while I'm at it too. So then I tweeted you and I followed you. So it's like, yeah. this is what you do. Yeah. And it's not hard. It's not rocket no. science. No, it's it's just being very personal and just being a good person. That's what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's like, for example, my one post here, this uh, actually this morning, because I did it yesterday. I downloaded the video from the thumb drive that they gave me, and I said, you know what? Another epic weekend adventure yesterday, bright and early at 8.30 a.m. So you get a little bit idea of my, okay, Scott's about to talk. If they haven't seen the video link yet, they see that I love to talk about adventure and stuff. Mm -hmm, but, you know, mm -hmm. and then I put it out there to these guys. I'm like, you know what? What are you doing to level up this weekend, my friends? It doesn't need to be a crazy skydive. So even though right. I posted the video of our skydive, I'm not trying to say that I'm cooler than you because I did a skydive. Yeah. I'm just yeah. trying to, I'm a huge inspiration guy. Like I, for the longest time I used to post just motivational content and I still do, but it's like, okay guys, let's, let's level up. Okay. It's motivation. It's inspiration. It's mm -hmm. what are we doing as professionals or just friends online to drive each other to that right. next peak level of performance. Uh, because that's what we should be. I, I can't stand negative social media. I tell, I tell people this all the time. I'm always talking about this. Like people are like, man, you're on social media all the time. And I said, yeah, but do you ever see me posting negative crap? <laughs> no, yeah. I have yeah. chosen to position myself as a positive influencer, mm -hmm. sharing stories of my own activities Right. Events I'm connected with, charities I'm connected with, because I'm trying to create and grow positive change. We're up against a huge battle of negative content out there. So I can't change that. But what I can control is what I'm putting out there. And that's right. what I'm getting from you as well, man. Like whether it be marketing videos or as you're hinting on LinkedIn, like what are you putting out there, man? Like really think about your content. Yeah. It's 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 just putting yourself out there. I mean, people are connected to your stories. And this is uh, this is the whole uh, uh, rationale behind uh, video marketing as well. The more uh, vulnerable you are, the more you are talking to the pain points of your customer via videos, short 60 second videos, 90 second videos, the more people feel connected to you. You have to guide your ideal prospects very systematically like a little baby, I would say, mm. so that they understand you very properly. You cannot just expect them to have uh, all the knowledge which you have, which you know can help them, but they don't know how to interpret it. You have to have like a really step-by-step, -step, baby steps kind of videos or content or whatever you find comfortable with uh, so that you guide them along the entire sales funnel, if you will. And then only they can actually become your customers, first of all. And beyond that, they can refer you. You can, you can have raving fans, as we call them, for your, for your business. Well, so then, uh, so, I mean, we're going to be chunking this down and getting us towards the end of the episode here, but obviously you've done a lot in the marketing and video space. I mean, building a team of 15 people, man, influencing companies and organizations from around the world, from your little home right there in Germany. Um, <laughs> and I just love the fact that you've been so transparent with us today about where you came from, man. Like gambling affects a lot of people. Uh, it has not affected me. I've never been drawn to it. But I love the transparency because just like we've been talking about today, man, you're, you're letting it all out there. Like you're not hiding anything. Like, hey, man, 
I had that as a possible, we'll call that a weakness, but I didn't let that weakness rule me. I found a way to overcome that, rebuild, come back stronger, and then, oh, wow, the next thing you know, your life is taking you to Germany and you're becoming an entrepreneur and now you're building a team of 15 and I, I might talk to you a few months from now or a year from now, you might have a team of 50. I don't know. Um, but in, in the marketing video space, and again, to our listeners, guys, rkale.com, um, what else can our listeners expect to get out of your site or if they're following your content out there? I mean, what is your driving factor behind the content-wise and marketing and video? Because I'm looking forward to digging in deeper and studying more on your stuff because I could definitely level up my, my video game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure. So uh, a few tips I would say is uh, be consistent, first of all. Whatever, if, if you are, let's say if... I say define that. There's lots of uh, yeah. different ways of saying consistent. Are you saying yeah, yeah. how no, often, so, the messaging, yeah, it, like that yeah. stuff? So a uh, few things to uh, do here. So, uh, so if it's too overwhelming for you to be present on all the platform, which is the ideal situation, for example. But if you just select to go on one platform for Facebook, be consistent, post videos. Videos are so big right now. Just, I don't know, do a 30-day 30, 30 challenge for yourself. Post a few things that you know that you can help people with or put your message out there. Mm-hmm. Do that on a consistent basis. I don't know. If if it's too much for you, post two times a week. That's fine. Yeah, start somewhere. Maybe it's once yeah. a week, then it's twice once a week. A week two times, you know? Yeah. yeah. And um, that's, that's, that's the most important thing. Put out there. Put your message out there. Second, this is a very uh, sneaky hack, I would say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen up, gang. We got a yes. sneaky hack coming in. Yeah, yeah. so uh, most of the times, uh, you businesses have proposals that you send. Mm-hmm. My tip here is to send a video proposal and just see the amount of uh, convergence that you will get. Oh, because it's so personal. So personal. It's so personal. So you, of course, you need to have paperwork. But along with that, why don't you just send a video? Now you're saying, so let's say I'm, I'm approaching a new company mm-hmm. and I want to do, let's say their social media marketing for them, or at least I don't want to do it for them. I just yeah. want to be their consultant to help mm-hmm. drive the direction. Uh, that's kind of my style. Um, mm-hmm. So, cause I, I'm meeting with a company this week actually, and I, I'm friends with the owner. He's an IT, it's an IT managed hosting company actually. Mm-hmm. So uh, I know, you know, techie. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, and they're in a massive growth. Like they, they have two employees and that's it. But he's literally, he says, he's like, I don't have enough bandwidth of people to keep up with the work right now. Like he's, he's uh-huh. like, and he can't just bring on an IT professional and just train him in the night. Like he's got to train his people on his systems and his protocols and all that. Anyway, mm-hmm. point is like, if I was approaching them, you're saying instead of just writing up a proposal, yeah. why don't you just give them a, a how to or why work with Scott or why Scott is looking forward to helping you grow your business type of video yeah. and say, now, would you say you're going to send that, like put it on a private, like YouTube playlist and then just email it in or like, are you saying put it out there publicly and no, ta- no, tag no. them I, in the post? Like, what are you saying? No, 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 no. Don't do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Put, put it, put it on a, as a personal note and on your YouTube, put it at unlisted or, or unlisted. Yeah, you, you can unlist, yeah, unlist it, but then as long private. as whoever has the private. link to it. Yeah. Unlisted. So, yeah. so. Put a put, put an unlisted video. I don't know, two minutes, three minutes. That okay. Hey, uh, hey, Scott, nice to meet you. I'm Rohan. So we had this discussion before, and 
one to we discussed one to three four points additionally i can help you with or your other way around never say i can help you with you can benefit by one two three four nice again not about yeah. me yeah. Right. Not about you, our listeners. Right. It's it's about this actually can be totally tied back to your romantic relationships as well. Uh, but that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right. This is this is real life stuff, yeah. man. Yeah, like, yeah, make it about them. Make yeah. it about them. Make sure they understand it's it's what it's about them. It's what they need It's where they're going next. You're just a, a tool in, in, in the process. Mm -hmm. OK, there, there is a pretty uh, cool uh, book that I was reading. I think it's called. Uh, selling the invisible i think and it says uh, there's a thing which you always have to remember it's called what's in it for me mm -hmm. this is the only question that your target market or prospect is interested in and you have to appeal to this question in whatever marketing efforts you do that's how you actually start creating results and convergence hmm. interesting What's I'm in that. it for me? What's in it for me? Yeah. Okay. I'm feeling you on that. I'm feeling you on that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, man, this has been a powerful show today. I'm so glad we did finally get a chance to connect up and hear more about your story. Uh, it's It's been a roller coaster ride of a month for me, and it sounds like you guys got a lot going on for you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> for our listeners, and you said you have listened to a couple of shows prior, so I always give the final words of the show to our honored co-hosts who have to – Felt like hanging out and having a conversation with me today. <laughs> so, um, but this is your opportunity to give something big picture, man. Like you clearly have gone through a lot of lifestyle transformation to get to where you're at today. Um, and we've talked a lot about business. So let's go above that, man. Like in your final words to our listeners, like if they forget everything else you and I chatted about today, what is it about Rohan Kali that, what are you trying to do in the world, man? You know, what, again, making it about us and, and not about you, right? So, like, what is it you're, what is the message you're trying to create? What you're trying to leave behind? Big picture. Like, what is it? What, what are your final words to our listeners to maybe motivate or inspire them? I don't know. So, uh, I would say the most, I, I would say these are the two things that I have learned so far. So, I mean, this, this will add up surely in the future. But first thing is be a doer. There is a lot of people who talk about stuff, who talk about strategy and planning and I don't know what not. Bullshit. <laughs> start doing. Start doing. Just start implementing whatever you learn. It doesn't have to be perfect. This is so crucial. Like, this is, I think, if you, let's say, ignore the entire chat which we had so far, just remember this one thing. You have to implement. Otherwise, there's nothing. There's no business, guys. Second, when you think that it's getting uncomfortable, um, I think that's the real time where you have to start pushing harder because that's where you are very close to your goal because it's it's not going to be easy. It's it's going to be a hell lot of an effort to start a business. It's going to be very difficult. I just give it to you straight front, straight, straight up front. But then there has to be some place within yourself which you have to be sure that you're going to make it if you have that belief within you you are going places trust me i mean you are going to get a lot of haters whatever you post people will say ah you sound like shit you look like shit you are talking like shit you're from india you are from i don't know what the hell not don't care just you keep on doing you i mean these are the few things that i have learned so far and probably 
when I come again to your show, then I will add on to this list. <laughs> I love that, man. I love, I love that little piece there of you keep being you. Yeah. Uh, that's a powerful way to close this show out because again, to our listeners gang, I mean, we talk a lot about health, business, lifestyle, but that's a, a very high level message to you that Rohan is leaving behind for you guys. It's like, don't worry about the guy or the girl next to you and what their lifestyle is, the car they drive, the house they drive, the company that they've launched, the company they've uh, they've crashed into the ground because that sometimes that happens. Uh, his point is like, you be you and keep implementing. So again, to our listeners, guys, that was Rohan Kali. Make sure you check him out at rkale.com and check him out in the show notes. We'll have everything up online. But again, to our listeners, guys, this is what we're all about. Rohan is coming in from Germany. He rocked out on the mic today. I'm so glad we brought him on the show. He had a powerful story to share with you to help inspire you guys to keep living the fired up epic life. And we'll talk to you guys again <laughs> soon. Hey there, Live the Fuel fans. Quick commercial break. Uh, before we close out the episode, just wanted to give you some extra tips and tricks before we send you on your way. So again, thank you again for listening to the Live the Fuel show. I hope you got a lot out of this recent episode. Uh, more importantly, please subscribe to this show if you haven't subscribed yet. Stay in touch. Get me some feedback. Submit a review on iTunes or Stitcher. And get us yet the voice of you, the listener, so we can build this content back into the show and make sure that I'm actually taking you, the listener, into this uh, design and future as Live the Fuel grows. So again, subscribe, submit a review, stay in touch. Heck, on that point, go visit livethefueltank.com. Livethefueltank.com. That will take you to the link to our private Facebook group community where you can join and I can stay more in touch with you going forward outside of the podcast world. All right, last quick little piece here for you guys, some extra value. One, Go to livethefuel.com main page. You'll see on there we have our free resources guide. If you are looking for free content and not having to pay for it, consider getting on my email list. You click on the button, send me my copy, get your Super 7s resources guide. There's over 21 of my favorite online resources that I've built into this little uh, electronic guide for you guys. There's no cost. It'll just be emailed to you just by hopping on my email. Again, just thank you for listening. I want to give you some value. Uh, second piece of my little extra nuggets of knowledge, if you want to call it this, is go to the resources section on the site. In there, I have three columns, health, business, lifestyle, and two right off the bat that I want to make sure you guys are taking advantage of is number one, eatpillynuts.com and number two, villacapelli.com. Their logos are on the site. You got a big bowl of nuts there and you got a cool big V Power V logo. Both of those, if you use the discount code FUEL, F-U-E-L, you will get 10% off at checkout. So take advantage of that, please, and thank you. And more importantly, there's other companies linked on there. Uh, my nutritional and health alignment with Isogenics since 2010. Uh, the Pure Vitamin Club company for their kick-ass magnesium B12 and an awesome multi-cap. There's some additional business resources on there. Number one, Singularis IT. I go mountain biking and road cycling with the founder. This is a legitimate IT company. I don't care where you are in the world, you can use their services. We're talking about serious white glove level services. I've moved all of my IT solutions over to them and I outsource them regularly for any future and onboarding clients down the road. And lastly, but not leastly, David Studio. If you have no clue who this guy is, guess what? He is my new audio engineer. This is the guy I've been having making it happen behind the scenes. I found him through the Fiverr world. So if you search for David, D 
D-A-V-I-D studio on Fiverr, you can track this guy down. But guess what? He's also on the Upwork platform. He's on the People Per Hour platform. You can search for him through his real name. I've never literally physically met this guy or talked to him in person. We have been just met through the online world. But if you search for E-M-I-N, that's I believe pronounced Emin, and uh, Fikik, which is F as in Frank, I-K-I-C, you can search for him in Upwork people per hour. Oh, more importantly, just go to Fiverr like I did. But if you are a podcaster or somebody just looking to get quality audio engineering, this is your guy. So again, guys, I'll let you get back to your day. Thanks again for listening to Live the Fuel. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Thank you for listening to Live the Fuel. Visit us at livethefuel.com. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more at Live the Fuel. Live the fired up epic life. Hashtag Live the Fuel.